0: Welcome to another edition of Gain and Retain 365 where we sit down with entrepreneurs and we get their story and we figure out how they started their business and how they're scaling their business. We get a lot of success stories here. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with a very important guest and we'll allow her Mm -hmm. to introduce herself.
1: Hi, I'm Diana Dunahue. I'm the editor and publisher of Urbane Magazine here in the state of Arkansas.
0: <laughs> so, how, how did you come up with the, uh, the name of it?
1: I was looking for something different that stuck out. Uh, my inspiration is Ebony Magazine, so I wanted a, one word and I wanted to pop. I can't say Ebony, and I, well, I wanted it to represent black culture as well. Okay. And so uh, onyx, that was kind of cliche, can't say ebony, um, didn't want to just say brown or tan, because tan is actually one of the ebony brands' first magazine, so I couldn't say tan. Um, so I just went to the s- thesaurus and looked up some words I thought I might be interested in and saw that one and in it er- stuck.
0: Urbane, that's a word in the dictionary. It is. Okay, what's it the definition of
1: it? Notably polished and well-mannered.
0: Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's unique. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I always hear urban, but mm-hmm. I never heard urbane. Urbane, yes. Okay, it's so the Urbane Magazine. Yes. Okay, and it's been in existence since? Uh, well, the first issue launched,
1: first day of um, Black History Month of this year, but I created it in 2010 and just was too afraid to do anything with it. So at the height of all of the racial tensions and things of last year, right. or yeah, last year during the pandemic, I just said, I gotta do something. I didn't wanna participate in the protest and everything cause I gotta go to work and, <laughs> you know, I can't afford to get in trouble, but <laughs> I still knew I needed to do something. Right. And um, it was like, God was saying, you got it, just do it. So. Um, uh, my line sister, I found out that she used to work for another magazine that was here. And I just sat on that. I was scared, too scared to ask. And, um, I think over, I saw, I realized that she was on that magazine back in March Mm -hmm. and I didn't do anything. I just like, okay, you got a resource. Just ask her. But I was too scared. Right. And then, of course, the tensions got higher, and I was getting more and more depressed in my personal life. Um, A few of my family members passed away, and it was just a lot. And um, end of September, I said, I'm going to just ask her. All she can do is say no. And I still didn't do nothing. And October came around, and I finally texted her and asked her could she talk. And she said, girl, call me. And we talked for about 30 minutes on October 29th of last year and I got started the next day and I launched the first issue this year.
0: Mm. Yeah. So what what was that process like getting, getting everything together so you could launch it?
1: Okay so I said I got it started in 2010 so in 2010 I did everything. I got the LLC, I got the I uh EIN number. In 2010, I, in 10, you already had I all had of this everything. lined up. I had the logo done. I had the
0: format. <laughs> you I was just the, sitting on it? Just sitting on it. For almost 10 years? Too afraid to do anything oh with it. Oh, my God. And, I, that um, had to be driving you excited. It was.
1: It was. And I was married at the time. And uh, we had two boys. And so I was the football mom. I was the wife. I was... In school full-time undergrad I was working a full-time job so I didn't have the time but I still could have made it happen right and just was too afraid and um, so when I finally decided to do something last year it was pretty much done the hard part is just a matter of picking my stories and getting some pictures and it was done
0: that's so. amazing <laughs> so and you had a, a reliable source that you could go to to get assistance with that? Your friend that you were telling me about? No. no. No, no, no.
1: Okay, so when I came up with the idea, do you know anybody that is in magazines and publications? I don't. I don't. I didn't either. And that was part of the reason why I was so scared. I had never seen it before. I didn't know what that process looked like. I knew it cost a lot to print, but I figured it's got to be a way around that. And um, I just. That just added to the fear. I'm not gonna move on it because I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to put something out and it flops, and I don't want to get sued for using stuff I'm not supposed to use. And so I just didn't do anything with it. And um, I came in contact with a few people, but when I went to them for advice or for information, it was like I really didn't get the answers that I needed. They just told me go get a loan, go get a business loan, go um you know figure out you need to go talk to like um an english professor to see how you're supposed to like real general stuff that was not answering my question and being that I was an english major i already knew a lot of the information that i was getting and i just told you i, I was a serial entrepreneur so i knew how to go to sba and get the loans and all that i already knew all of that right but what i don't know is how to get stories and content and how to sit down and actually write an article and who to go to for the legal aspect because, again, I don't want to be sued by anyone. Exactly. And and it was like I couldn't get this information to save my life. And so um, since I couldn't get it throughout the years, it was like, well, I'm not going to move because I don't want to mess up. And um, my line sister, we just... Became friends in 2019. Oh, okay. So okay. I didn't know her this whole okay. time, and um, just she just happened to post a memory on Facebook reflecting on when she was a part of that magazine, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, because I, I I've known her this little bit of time and didn't know, and so she could be my resource, and I was like, no nah, because she's just gonna tell me the same general infor- information everybody else did. And, um, like I said, from March to September, it took me that long to get the the nerve to even ask her and when I did, the girl called me and it, she gave me what I needed, gave me insight on you know'cause I didn't have I don't have a team, it's just me okay. so I, that was another question um how do you how does one person go about getting all this content? Did y'all have a big team? And she was like, "No, it was three of us, and I did most of the writing. you got to do this, and you got to do that." She gave me the inside scoop of how to do it, which is what I needed. So,
0: did did she end up joining your team? No, she. No?
1: She. I. I almost asked her, but she was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this. So don't ask me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like I, I'm retired." Because I guess I think she did it for five years, and it was a growing process but then people come in and fall off and a lot of the work fell on her and so um she let me know up front hey i'm gonna give you all the advice you need and the guidance but i'm not writing a single sentence so and i appreciated that again i'm an english major so the writing wasn't hard um and i just i studied some magazines that i liked and followed at the time and Kind of read how they structured paragraphs and articles and their approach and I went after my own.
0: So how how do you go about getting these stories?
1: Um, so I have a content calendar mm-hmm. for the year and that pretty much gives me topics if I can't find any. So um, last month was October so I needed to make sure that I mentioned breast cancer awareness. So coming leading up to October, I knew October was going to be breast cancer awareness. Right. However, sometimes you can't find stories or even it doesn't matter how much you plan, things still don't go right. So even though I, I focused all year for October to be that focus, it was almost hard for me to find a story that was worth telling if that makes sense. So everybody has a story and everybody wants somebody to know their story. Right. But in, in this industry, you have to pick the stories that are going to actually sell, mm-hmm. that are actually going to spike interest and make people want to read it and pick it up and share it and things of that nature. Um, so even though I have the content calendar, sometimes it's still hard to find a story. And when you have it, you have to make sure it's it has a purpose. What are you trying to say now? It's not to knock anybody's story or their process, but everything does not need to go in a publication. Some stuff just needs to be in a diary or keep it at a Facebook post or something to that extent. Um, but, you know... I, I, reply, I rely on my content calendar, but then also what I have learned is just to let God be God and he will bring who needs to be in it, which has happened to me like four times now. So my content calendar is preparing for a month and I'm preparing for that month, but then all of a sudden I don't have anything that I was anticipating having, but then a story will just drop out of the sky, so to speak. Mm. and it's like, okay, this is why I don't have a cover yet because I've been waiting on this story right here. So I, I do fish, as I, I call it. I do fish for stories. However, I am, I'm coming to learn to let God be God and him show me what needs to be in there. So. So when
0: you, know. you do your fishing, so how do you approach these different individuals as far as getting their story.
1: I come up with an idea okay so this recent the one that's coming out December 1st, the issue that's coming out December 1st I had an idea and I wanted to support uh, the Divine Nine which is the black Greeks and so I wanted to approach it from the community service aspect because there are a lot of Greeks that are not necessarily doing community service on behalf of their organization but they are still active In their commitment to the community and so I don't know a lot of Greeks especially from all of the organizations so it was like how do I find them so I put out a Facebook post in search of a member of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity that is active in community service I did that for each one of the organizations and you'll be surprised how many people know people Mm, (laughs) so Each, each post that I made, it was full of alphas or it was full of AKAs or Qs. And so that's generally how I've been doing it thus far. I believe that once it gets bigger and the, and people are annoying about the magazine, I, it, I'm i going to be bombarded. Right, right, I'm sure. With, I'm sure. with ideas. Because it's kind of happening now. Um, but again, Everybody's story just does honestly does not need to be in a publication that the world could potentially see. So,
0: and then I know it's a lot of stories. It's just not interesting. Yeah, yeah. But if if it's that person's story, they feel it as if yes, it's interesting. Absolutely. But it's not necessarily yeah.
1: interesting. And I'm having I had to create a whole section for that situation because I don't want to deter anybody or make them feel like this story is not worth everybody reading. So I have a a section on my website that's going to be specifically for those stories. Okay. Um, it may not be able to get into the actual issue, but I do want to still encourage you that if this, if you feel in your heart that you want people to know this and you want to share it and all that good stuff, I will not be the person to tell you otherwise. Right. So I'm going to create this section for
0: these stories. Right. So. So is your main audience uh, individuals from the urban community?
1: Black Arkansans. So
0: everybody that's
1: black in Arkansas, this magazine is for you. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. And you focus on uh, just everyday people, Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. students, athletes. Yeah. Don't matter.
1: Yeah. Okay. As long as you're accomplishing something and you're doing something positive that we need to know about. Right. Right. That's that's what I'm focused on because I personally got tired of just the few people that I know, my little circles, we doing a lot and we don't get the recognition. But as soon as we do something wrong, and this is global, every time somebody black do something wrong, it's spreading like wildfire. So I wanted this, I wanted something to exist that showcased us and what we're doing and something beautiful that's positive, that's not belittling, that's not ratchet, that's that's not, I mean, it's not, it, we are all of those things, but I wanted more positive stuff to be out there, you know, um, we are accomplishing every day, even if it's just picking up trash, or, you know, that's, that's something positive, and another aspect of the magazine is, Black history is so much black history just in Arkansas alone. So, with the government handling our history the way that they have been for years, we are not learning these things. We're not exposed to these things, and so um, a part of the magazine's purpose is to do is to showcase that as well. So every single issue has a black history feature, like not just um, a little. Point or a bullet point is an actual explanation of something that occurred in this state that had to do with us. So, the first issue um, was just a brief history on um, East 9th Street in Little Rock. Have you ever heard about that? I have. So, East 9th Street was essentially Arkansas's Beale Street in Memphis. A lot of um, talented acts, nationally known acts. It was our Black Wall Street, just a A whole street full of black-owned businesses, restaurants, doctors, um, liquor stores, pool halls, um, entertainment venues, churches—just all of Ninth Street downtown. Wow! And a lot of people don't know anything about it, and that's that's unfortunate. It's nothing. It's really nothing there now, but it's a lot of history. One of the worst lynchings. In Arkansas history, what happened at Broadway and Ninth Street? You know where Wendy's is? Mm-hmm. Right there at that intersection. Wow. One of the worst lynchings in Arkansas history. We don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. But they did it right there because that's where the black people were. So they were trying to prove a point. So um, it's not, the magazine by no means is to tear anybody down. Or to um, make one race look a certain way or n- none of that. My purpose is just to educate and to promote who we are, where we're going, what has been before us. Because it's time. I mean, we can pick up any magazine and see all different races except ours. And right. I got sick of that. So
0: I like yeah. that, man. I like the platform you're building. you create creating awareness yeah. for, for people that look like us. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you. So... Um, you have different individuals that reach out to you as far as concerns about being in the magazine, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you go about that process? <clears throat> I pray about it. I, I have to pray about it. I get
1: the understanding of what the story is. Um, give me. I, I tell them, give me as many details about what you're trying to promote. Why are you trying to do this? Is it just for clout? Is it... That you really want to reach somebody. Or you just want to share your story. Like what is the purpose? Why did you reach out to me? And um, once I get that information. I kind of gauge. Well is this a good fit for my brand? Is this a good fit for my audience? I try to listen to their heart. And their intention. Because sometimes people just need to feel good. And so again. That's why I created that section. I don't want to create a situation where I'm making them not feel good about themselves. However, I know from the business aspect, I have to look at it. Is this worth the business? Is this something that I can also benefit from? Um, And so if I'm unsure, I just kind of sit on it and just let God show me what to do with it. Um, There was one instance where this lady from... I don't know where she was from in Arkansas but she was raised here and picked cotton and had a hard life and um, she left and moved to Atlanta one of her one of the places she moved was Atlanta and she was able to be an extra a frequently used extra I believe with Tyler Perry and she was on she was an extra on coming to America too and just a lot of success mm-hmm. from that standpoint but there was no wow factor as far as being in the issue. Um, And so I had to sit on that for a little while because I want to give her the platform but I knew I couldn't put it in the issue because it didn't say, where did it lead you? Like are you now receiving an Academy Award or something? Like what was the end game for your story? Mm And there may still be some process for her to get to there, but right now, I can't really do anything with it. So being the person that I am, it's those types of stories that made me create the issue. Because it is a good story. It's a great story how she went from A to B and right. you know, all yeah. of that. But what is the culmination? What, what is the exclamation point on this story? So I just have to process it and sleep on it. If it doesn't come, if I don't feel it right then, let me just sleep on it. I'm going to figure out what to do. I'm going to do something, but just just give me a minute so I can see where I can put it. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Once you decide that they're a good candidate for Urbane Magazine, Mm -hmm. what's the process then? It was just a matter of getting it done. Getting it Uh, done.
1: Yeah. Get the interview set, the pictures. How are we going to do the photo shoot? Do you already have yours? Um, do we need to take some? Am I coming to you? You coming to me? It's just a matter of let's get it done. So. You uh, you do the photography yourself? Yes, for you the do. most part, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm it's just me. Okay.
0: It's just me.
1: One man army. On yeah, I have a um, one writer, but she's more of a columnist, so she already has her subjects and what she's gonna do. Um, Nisha Nisha speaks, um, but for the most part, it's just me. I'm using what little skills I know and I'm making it happen. Okay.
0: So, so do, like you said, you may go to them, they might come to you mm-hmm. and you get the story, do the photos all in one setting? Yeah. Thus far, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, so do you release a copy each month? It's bi monthly. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, every other month? Mm hmm. Okay. So, you do six episodes, uh, six magazines a year? Yes. Okay. And February will be a full year, right? Yes. All yes. right. You're right, right, yes. right. That's I just
1: something. finished my sixth issue, and it'll be out
0: on December the 1st, so. Okay. Now, when, you, when you're picking your headline, right, mm-hmm. who's going to be on the cover, I guess they're the center of attention for that magazine, yes. right, for that edition. Mm-hmm. So h- how, how do you determine who, who's that going to be?
1: Well, okay, so each issue can only have so many stories, because I can only have so many pages. How many stories for each edition? At least, I try to do at least four. Okay. Between four and six. Now, what determines the specific number is how many pages is it going to take because the more pages, the more money it's going to cost to print. hmm So, um, of those four to six stories, which one has the biggest bang? And um, I also go back to the content calendar because, again, if that month is celebrating something specific like Black, I mean, not Black history, but, well, yeah, Black history, but if it's celebrating something like Breast Cancer Awareness Month, then the the cover is going to focus on whatever is being celebrated that Make, month. Makes sense. Yeah. So um that's how I met, um, that's how we got connected through Keith Tucker. Okay, okay. Because I just did an interview on him. True. Uh, yes, yeah. and he's going to be, my cover for December first okay. because he just got the Entrepreneur of the Year, and he's worthy. He is yeah. worthy. Of yeah, it. That's what yeah. Sounds. So it just kind of depends on the stories, the the stories that are officially going into an issue. Which one of them has the biggest story, or which one is the more profound, or you know, which one is aligning with whatever is going on at the time. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So
0: from beginning to end, how long does it take you to get this? magazine
1: oh, together yeah. um two months or two months <laughs> yeah so i just sent this issue to the printer yesterday i'm gonna rest for this week because it's thanksgiving which i usually do because i'm exhausted by the time i actually send it off and then that next week their
0: following week i'm back working so what's their turnaround on print a week one week yeah Okay and you have you have physical copies and online copies? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now the the cost of printing these magazines is it is it very expensive? It is. It is. It's very expensive. And
1: um that's a problem I'm running into because I'm not it's how can I put it? I don't think there is enough buzz on the magazine right now. For people to support it the way that I want, and so a lot of it, most of it, is out of pocket. And so um, I'm a single woman, one job, got a college student, and so it's it's tough. But I, God is making a way. In the eleventh hour, He come through. Um, but it is very expensive, and it can be very, very draining. But I keep going because I can't. I can't tell you the types of information and inspiration that I'm giving out, how it reciprocates back to me. Um, one, just example, price point, one issue, one copy can cost almost $30 to print.
0: Just one. Really? Yes. But the more you get, the cheaper the yeah, price, right? Just
1: buy a little bit. Really? Yes.
0: Wow, what's the retail price of the magazine? Just $8. Really? Plus tax, yeah.
1: So and and people say, You need to go up, you need to go up. Well, that's not what I'm hearing from God. Um, and it's a labor of love in a lot of ways. So again, I'm still being taken care of, provisions are still being made. It's just getting to those provisions. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's not cheap, but it's worth it to me it's, it's really worth it.
0: Wow. That's I didn't know it was that expensive yeah, to to print like yeah. that. Okay.
1: If you want the quality and the the what I call my brand's integrity, mm-hmm. I'm paying for what I want. Right. So you can do it and you can get it a lot cheaper, but the integrity that I have and the quality that I want my brand to represent, I gotta do what I gotta do. So
0: I'm big on that. It's quality over quality. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And and honestly, that's what impresses a lot of people is the quality. I, I probably should have brought you one, but when you it put have. it in your hand and you touch it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not bragging, but it's good quality. It ain't rinky-dink. It ain't, as soon as the water touch it, it's going to just melt away. It's not that. So. Okay. But I'll let you see it. I got one in the car. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good deal. So... You told me in the beginning uh some of the magazines that inspired you. I mm-hmm. think you mentioned Ebony, you may have said Essence. Mm-hmm. Um, what other um forms of like people in- inspire you? What what else?
1: John H. Johnson. Who is that? He created Ebony. Okay. And he's from Arkansas City. Really?
0: Yes. Wow. Yeah, see? Yeah, you just told me something. Yeah. I got he's another from, wrinkle.
1: And uh He's actually, he was my history in the previous issue, this past issue. He built an empire, and he was right from Arkansas City. And there's a lot of people that don't know that. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, thats that's the main person. Um, just, I mean, literally built the empire, but okay. That's the first person. And then um, just on a business aspect, I am a student of Beyonce and Oprah. Because they're good, real good business women. So um, I look to them. But I also look at local magazines here in Arkansas. And I look at them to encourage me to keep going. Because the more I look at them and I don't see us, I know my responsibility is that much more important. Especially when we are featured in their magazines and it's for gimmick. And it's for uh, meeting the, not the code, what am I trying to say? The quota. Mm. So, and I I don't know about anybody else, but I can tell. Because if I've looked at your magazine three times in a row, or three issues in a row, and didn't see a bunch of us, then all of a sudden, somebody must have pulled your coattail because there's a whole bunch of us in here, this issue. So um, I use that as my motivation as well. That I gotta be consistent and I have to be present. So I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. So yeah, yeah. you got an assignment. It's, yeah, and
0: as much needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like it. It's heavy, but I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. Yeah. But you know, they say the the toughest battles is given to the strongest soldiers. Yeah, so that's I, what I hear. It must be for you. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. I know you you haven't hit a, a full year yet. You mm-hmm. haven't hit the full three sixty five. Mm-hmm. But what have been some of the trials and tribulations? Oh my! <laughs> um,
1: getting my people to believe in what I'm doing—that's
0: an everyday fight.
1: Oh my goodness! And I'm—I'm I'm getting used to the everyday of the fight. But some in the beginning, it was like so discouraging. Like I'm doing this for us. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting. I'm not making no money off of you. I promise, I'm mm-hmm. not making no money. Um, This is literally just for my people, and I'm not being taken seriously. And I knew it would be um, some resistance because a lot of people don't read, especially tangible things. They don't. But I knew I still had to do it that route because that's what I was being pulled to do. It's easy to do digital. I think a lot of my worries would be (laughs) done with if I just went, straight digital, but that's not what I was being pulled to do. Um, So just getting my people to take it seriously and to understand that this is for them, that's been the biggest challenge. And then of course the funding, that's gonna always be there. But um, another, a, a good example of their first challenge, I was setting up at the farmer's market over the summer just to sell and kind of get exposure and everything. And I pulled up, you pull up and you kind of unpack your car and you set up your booth and everything. And I pulled up to this this lady and she was out there with her granddaughter and they had already set up their booth and um, never met her before. So she was very friendly and I got out the car and she said, well, uh, what are you selling? What's your name? What's your, what you selling? And I, you know, gave her my information and who I was and I'm selling the magazine. Oh, you selling a magazine? Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, what is it about? And I said, It's just a platform to showcase Black Arkansas. Oh, that sounds interesting. Now mind you, she's still kinda unload and she really ain't just full on giving me attention. And then she said, Well, how much does it cost? And I said, It's seven ninety nine plus tax. And she laughed from a good place. She mm. laughed out loud. Girl, Really? Seven ninety nine. I can get a whole meal for that. I said, yes, ma'am, but that's how much I'm selling it for. Girl, and she's just laughing, just laughing. And I said, well, while I'm unpacking, just take a look at it. Put it in her hand, and she's still laughing. Okay. She sat down, and she still got the smile on her face, and she going through each page, and I just noticed she was getting... Because at first she was going through really fast, just flipping. Then I started noticing she was slowing down Mm. and then she kind of stopped and she was just looking like really reading and paying attention and I kept unpacking and I actually had forgot about it because I was, now I'm trying to get unpacked before the crowd come. And um, I happened to look over and she was showing her granddaughter this is what I want you to look like. This is, see all these faces? And she was encouraging her, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, that's what it's about. So, I was, you know, I had got my reward. She was, uh, she just laughed at me. Now she's showing her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I was satisfied, she right? She found value in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um So, I finished unpacking, and was closing my trunk, and I looked over, and I didn't see her no more, but her granddaughter was looking at it. And so, um, I just let her keep looking, then she closed, and I said, are you finished with it? And she said, yes ma'am. She gave it back to me. Well, her grandmother was in the car, and she walked back, and she asked her granddaughter, where's my magazine? And she said, I gave it back to the lady. She said, that's mine. Okay. So, I gave it back to her. She handed me $10 instead of the Mm $7.99,
0: and Mm -hmm. I said...
1: "You." Well, you gonna keep it? She said, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep it." And I said, "Well, let me give you your change, cause you know I don't want to just assume she gonna give me ten dollars." And she said, "No, you keep it. I'm, I'm, I'm support you. This is nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's moments like that right. that make it all worth it. Again, I was fine when the grandmother was showing her granddaughter, cause to me it's about the generational passing down of information. That's what all this about for me. But then she turned around. Without just saying, I'm sorry, she gave me the $10 right. instead of what I originally said it was for. So, getting my people to understand how important this is and taking it seriously has been my biggest challenge. So,
0: yeah. I understand that, yeah. um, especially when it comes to something that's, you know, informative. Mm-hmm. A lot of times our people are not attracted to yeah. positivity. You yeah. know what I mean? But if yeah. it was some drama, yes, then they're all ears. Yeah but, you know, hopefully things will change, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious about the distribution of it. I'm mm-hmm. glad you told me that you was at the farmer's market mm-hmm. setting up. What are some of the ways that you, you get this magazine out to the masses?
1: Right now, my main uh, vehicle is social media, and um, anywhere I can set up my booth, I'm there. My most consistent place is the Pyramid Art and framing store on Wright Avenue in Little Rock. Okay, That's where you can go, like, for those that don't want it shipped, they just wanna walk into a store, that's my one location right now where I sell it.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. you looking to add more locations? Yes, I
1: am, but if you have more locations, that means you gotta get more printed to put in mm-hmm. those locations.
0: So that's my dilemma right now. Okay, so so on the average, whenever you release uh, an edition, how many copies do you usually print? Hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. Mhm.
1: Okay. And I have um, subscriptions as well, so people can sign up, and I just mail it directly to their house, like any other magazine. Okay. Mm Mhm.
0: So have uh, a yeah, quite a few people subscribe. Mm Mhm. I'm almost at a hundred right now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So if you're doing one hundred and fifty prints each time, then Mm -hmm. a majority of them are already gone. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So um. What are some of your goals, your dreams, your aspirations for the future, as far as your magazine? I know we want to build a platform and mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to be able to reach as many as we can, but yeah. what are some other goals you have for it?
1: The main goal is to have an urbane in every state I like to that. where urbane is the umbrella that all all fifty states fall on, so mm-hmm. or fall under, so it'll be an urbane arkansas urbane texas like urbane Louisiana. Right. Urbane, New York, that's the goal. But I'm gonna start
0: with Urbane, Arkansas right, right. now. Yeah. Right. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. So, um, I know you said you told me about your mentors. Do you have any mentees? You have anyone that's under you, that's kinda following your your uh journey, watching you and that you're teaching?
1: Not that I'm aware
0: of. Okay. Not well you I'm know, Somebody's always watching. Yeah, that's what I said. Not that I'm aware Mm -hmm.
1: of. Um, I do... A part of this platform is to give us the opportunity to get the experience. Now, I don't know what I'm doing 100% of the time, but I know what needs to be put out. Um, As an English major, I had some real hard teachers and professors, and so they taught me well. And I want to give that to someone. So... um, With my brand, anyone, any African-American or black person that needs the experience, my door is open. Because I know I was one of those that wanted to go to the local, the big local publications and get a job so I can get started, but chances are I wasn't the right color, I didn't have the right education or the formal education. Um, I didn't have the experience, so I was never offered a job. A lot of times I didn't even get a response back. And I know what that is and what that feels like when you are a writer and nobody will hire you so that you can write. Or you're a photographer and nobody will take you serious so you can be that or get that experience. So with Urbane, I keep that door open. I've had two or three young writers that really wanted the experience or they wanted to go after an internship or they wanted to get this job here or there and their resume didn't reflect the drive that they had. And so it's hard, especially if you're 22 straight out of college or still in college and you're trying to go after, I don't want to say any names specifically, but mm-hmm. these local magazines, they're mm-hmm. not going to take you seriously. And so... um I make sure to give that opportunity to whoever is serious. Now, I'm not going to waste my time with you either. Right, if right, you you course. really want it, then let's do it. However, if you're just playing around, then you're going to have to move around because mm-hmm. um, it's still business. But um, I do try to offer that opportunity for us, and I I don't want to say they're mentees, but I do give them the opportunity. So That's good. Yeah
0: that's good that you are opening those doors yeah for them. That's yeah good.
1: even and maybe it's not a writer maybe it's not a photographer but if you like to do clerical work if you're an accountant and you just want to practice like i got this jobs Yeah, i got <laughs> some stuff, I got some I got stuff some for you stuff. to do yeah. yeah yeah and i'm willing to you know let you experience and mess up a little bit and you know cuz we need that if if we how we're going to how are we going to know if we can even do it, if we don't even get the the chance to do it,
0: You're right? So. I'm glad you said that. You know, mess up a little bit because I wanna I wanna pick up right there. What were some <laughs> of the trial and errors for you? Oh, <laughs> <it>? um,
1: <sighs> mm. waiting to the last minute. Well, it wasn't intentional, but. waiting to the last minute to proofread mm. an issue. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for my printing people because they always give me a draft. <laughs> so if I'm trying to meet a deadline, but life just keeps happening and I have to literally sit down for a whole a whole day to finish the issue just to meet the deadline, a lot of times I'm rushing through it and I don't catch errors that are right there in my face. And so um, that messed me up real bad because again, I people have already paid for their subscriptions, right. and they're expecting it on a certain day. Um, and I was in a situation one time where it was like, y'all, look, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm going to add another issue all to your subscription at the end of your period. Right. Because this one is going to be delayed about two weeks. I just, I'm not going to send y'all this mess and it looked like this. My integrity is on the line. My brand is on the line. Right. So that was a lesson learned. Again, a lot of it, the timing was out of my control, but it was like, okay, so you either going to, you going to send them this Crap! Are you gonna apologize and ask for forgiveness later and fix it? So that was one of the hardest lessons because that was money. Like that's I promised them, um, like I said, an issue at the end of their subscription. Mm -hmm. So that's eighty free issues I got to give. You know, so definitely a lesson learned.
0: Yeah, say a bob lesson is a top lesson. You don't you don't forget
1: them. You don't forget the ones you buy.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you're not waiting to the last minute yeah, to prove for you, you know, anymore. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, now it, it may still be some stuff uh, get through the cracks because again, I'm doing it all myself. Yeah, and you, you hear me? But, yeah, but that particular issue, I just it was something one or two things on every single page. I was like, no, I can't do this. This is just not this. <laughs> this is not what I'm about. I so, got you. I got you. Yeah, that was definitely about lesser.
0: Mm-hmm. So, what uh, what do you do outside of the Urbane magazine?
1: <sighs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I don't have a life anymore. <laughs> um, this magazine is my life. Um, I'm a mom. You met my son. But he's at UCA, so he's not around. Um, I'm also a career coach at Hall High School, okay. so um I'm learning that job and how to put just as much of what I put into my magazine I put into that job so um just trying to find all the resources that I can for the kids and um helping them prepare for life after high school that that's a lot so but other than that I used to be a full-figure model here in Little Rock with the uh Kirby Cuties. Okay. But the pandemic kinda shut all that down and because I picked up this magazine during the pandemic, like I don't have time to do that. But um what else? That's really it. I might hang out with my cousins. We have karaoke night or something, but I don't really have
0: much. Too of a much life. going on. No. So no. oh, oh. <laughs> I know you said you were somewhat of a serial entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you know, prior to the magazine. What all all did you have your hands in? Um, I was braiding
1: hair. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I was braiding hair, and we're really just doing hair um, for a while, but that was just a side hustle. As a single mom, I needed a backup, just in case. Graphic artistry, making flyers and different stationery, and websites, all that good stuff. Um, I was selling clothes for a brief minute. What else? Painting. <laughs> you your
0: everything. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: decorating, how can I forget that? Decorating, event planning. Okay. Yeah. My mom um, has been a decorator and event planner for years, and so helping her, I ended up picking it up and doing it myself. And um, I think that's it. Oh, building furniture. Really? Yeah. It's very, you know, practical stuff, but,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's enough. Yeah. That's it enough. Is. Oh my goodness.
1: So I had to let all of that go, which I was fine with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fine with because with this magazine I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to
0: be doing. So Yeah. Yeah, I know it, it takes up all of your extra absolutely. time. Absolutely. All of it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. What um what do you have planned for the future as far as the Urban Magazine? I know we want to make it in all fifty states, mm-hmm. but any any upcoming events, anything that you got?
1: Um, right now, I'm just taking it slow because the event planner and me will just go down the rabbit hole and get stressed out because I can't make can't put it together. So I'm just taking um, that one day at a time, one event at a time. Right now, I'm just preparing for. I'm going to have like a small magazine signing for the anniversary in February. Um just some real intimate because um my 7th issue comes out that same day. Okay. So, um I just wanted to do something small. I don't want it to be a big deal. It's just the first year. It's a big deal, but let's do something big come year 10, you know. You. So, um but other than that, I plan to create like a a regular award show, so these people that I'm actually putting in the issue, I can present them with something formally.
0: That'd be dope. Yeah,
1: um, something regularly to celebrate. You know, not just the magazine, which is nothing wrong with that. But we like to be seen and we like to dress up and take pictures, and I I think that's a, a an additional way to celebrate us and right. to be represented in our community. So, um, but other than that, that's it. Uh, I do want to create, you know, scholarship funds and I'm lying. I want to create, I do want to create the scholarship funds, but I also want to create some etiquette classes or seminars or something for our babies with, um, this, the way the world is today. I feel like kids just do not have manners anymore. They don't know how to carry themselves like young women and young men and I really want to bring that back. I'm not saying you got to learn how to learn what a salad fork is versus you know what I'm saying cuz that's kind of but what I, I would I,
0: think. But I mean, I don't think it would hurt to know. Right, right. You never know where you're going to go in life. Right,
1: right. Right. And I just feel like it's something I when I was growing up that we had all of that all the time, at least from what I remember. I was a debutante, and it's like I know that program still exists, but I wanted I want to make it available to everybody. It doesn't matter what your grade point is. It doesn't matter what you're majoring in, mm-hmm. and you know I want young men to know how to tie a tie and right. know how to wear a belt and say yes, <laughs> ma'am, and no, ma'am, and. <laughs> You know, it's okay to have the fun, but you got to be able to balance it. Um, And yeah, the world is changing, but some stuff just that's just basic human being one on one fundamentals. Yeah, we we can't get
0: away from that that foundation. Yes, yes.
1: So that I really want to create something, some type of program, initiative, something is needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because these. I mean, social media is just hurting our kids and that's where they go to get their way of life I just I don't know it's just and I'm not gonna act like my generation didn't we wasn't wilding a little bit but we still had our grandparents around mm-hmm. that old school foundation they were still around and it's like a lot of these kids don't have that and so I was asking myself like who is here to take up their slack. It's like, well, look in the mirror. Do something about it. Right. So, yeah, I want Urbane to grow into that as well. So
0: that'll be amazing. Yeah, I like that idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and it fits so well with the name. It do. Like, yeah.
0: yeah, it do. Yeah, that's gonna be dope.
1: Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yes. 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 Um. So. Um. How how are you able to be reached? What's your contact information? Your social media? How can they reach Urbane? Urbane can be reached at well on
1: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Urbane Mag and then by email urbane mag at gmail.com. Three, six, six, five, five,
0: sleep, wake five, up! Three, six, six, five, five, sleep, wake five, up! Three, six,